If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, guess what, guys? What's that? It's Mind Pump time. Of course it is. All right, look, uh, this episode is chock full of fitness, but for the first 47 minutes, we have fun conversation time. Here's what we talked about in the first half of this episode. We brought up the FDA CBD hearing. That's a lot of acronyms there. Yeah. Uh, I guess the government is uh, looking into CBD, into whether or not they're going to approve it, although it's still being sold right now. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Wait to the party. our favorite source of CBD hemp uh, products is Ned. Now they sell full spectrum, 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 extra oh, spectrum, yeah. Huh? Yeah, spectrum too. <laughs> Lots of spanking. <laughs> Try doing that with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's full spectrum hemp oil extract. So it's got multiple cannabinoids, not just CBD. They're the best ones on the market. All the other ones uh, either don't have what they say they have in them or they're crap. Anyway, if you go to helloned.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Yeah. Then I talked about the crazy case of the 16 year old girl who's facing child pornography charges for sending a video of herself, which is kind of crazy. We talked about the Department of Justice coming after Google, calling it a monopoly on advertising. That's weird. Apple is breaking up iTunes. Uh, they're actually breaking up into segments. They may be, this may be a good thing for podcasting. Um, we'll see. Guess who started watching Game of Thrones? <gasps> this guy. Uh, Adam brought up a new show on Netflix called Bad Blood. Um, Justin talked about Cobra Kai on YouTube. Oh, yeah. um, I talked about the Aladdin movie. We talked a lot about films, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin talked about how he was shooting pigeons this weekend. Excuse me, clay pigeons this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Stop freaking out, Calm everybody. Um, and I talked about how I gave my son Organifi Pure to get his brain buzzing uh, while he's working for us today. Um, and apparently it worked for him. Anyway, Organifi is the maker of organic effective supplements. They have green juices, gold juices. Uh, they have red juice that's good for pre-workout, protein powders. Anyway, they're all organic. We like them. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump and use the code Mind Pump, you'll get 20% off. Then we start talking about fitness. Here's what we talked about. The first question was, we uh, have an opinion on Olympic lifts. We talk about them being too complex for most people. The question is, uh, are kettlebells a good replacement? Are they good for average people to do? Do they give you a lot of the same types of benefits? Sure answer, yes. The next question, uh, what's a great way to strengthen bones? This person was told that they needed to sprint to strengthen their bones, but we have a better suggestion. The next question, this person wants to know if they're not feeling it for the day, should they still go to the gym or should they take that day off? And the final question, if we could have a day to eat whatever we want with no consequences... What would we eat all day long? That part of the episode, we get a little luxury, but whatever. That's what we like to do. Just uh, add cheese on everything. Also, this month, one of our newest programs, Maps Strong, 50% off. Now, this program uh, is actually one of my personal favorites. I love doing this program. I noticed a lot of muscle growth in my back, posterior chain. My girlfriend noticed a lot of glute development. It is inspired by oh, yeah. strongman training which means you will be doing some unconventional lifts in your gym and you'll be adding some stamina and uh, strength components. So there are work session days where you're doing lots of carries and lots of alternative type strengthening movements. Now, you don't need special equipment for MapStrong. You can do this in any gym, but the results you get are anything but normal. 
Again, this is a very effective, different kind of program, and it's half off. Here's what you do. Go to mapsstrong.com. That's M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com, and use the code STRONG50, S-T-R-O-N-G-5-0, no space, for the discount. Do it now, because this month is the only month we'll be doing this. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we add guns after that or something? Oh, we could. Yeah, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> Pistolas. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so we have uh, quite a few reviews in iTunes this week. We made the soon-to-be-departed iTunes. We but... made them feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have five winners. We have Su Chan Yang, The View from Scott's Office, TL2Fit, Coach Grasta, and Gat D 281 for Facebook, not so many reviews. We have Selena D and Dan Salinas. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, include your Instagram handle, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Sounds like the best odds are on Facebook. Let's go, Facebook. Oh, boy. Guess what happened on Friday? Ooh. What happened on Friday? Uh, FDA held its first hearing with manufacturers and scientists to learn more about the possible impacts of long-term CBD use. Oh, I love how the FDA is like a million years too late. There's already ice cream with CBD, FDA. (laughs) What are you you now? So that's what manufacturers are urging the FDA to set up uh, the framework to legally add CBD to food products, and mainly because... It's getting so out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just getting to the point where everybody is doing it, and they're wanting them to come in and regulate some of it. So, and I, I don't know which side I'm on here because there's a part. I think we we all talk about uh, we're, we're not a, most for the most part we're not fans of uh, regulation on stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let the market decide. Yeah, let consumers let, decide. Let, let, let the consumer decide if they think it's necessary to have CBD soap. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. <laughs> let, them, let them fools decide. And if companies want to go put worthless shit like that in product like that and people are going to buy it, then so be it. But then there's a the the other side of me too that's like, man, there. I am a, a firm believer in some of the positive benefits of CBD and companies like Ned. It's the reason why we we work with them. But then I see all this other stuff, and then I feel like it kind of devalues a company like that. Dude, this reminds me of uh, you know years ago, there was a, a supplement that would be on the market. You can still find it nowadays. Um, it's called uh, ectisterone, and it's a a plant uh, sterol. It's also a, it's also an insect hormone, but it's found in plants. And there were studies that showed that it built an incredible muscle, and and people got good results from it. And so what companies did is a whole bunch of supplement companies came out and said, here's our ectisterone supplement. The problem was they didn't have any ectisterone in there. It was just all bullshit. And so what ended up happening is you had this judgment being placed on something that may have some benefits, because, but the judgment was based off of all these shitty products right. with no active ingredient. And what's going to happen with CBD is worse because you have Ben and Jerry's putting CBD in ice cream. You have... Carl's Jr. putting CBD in a burger. You have shampoo with CBD and foot cream with CBD and fucking. I mean, I'm su- I don't. I'm su- I'm surprised they haven't put CBD in kids cereal. Okay. Yeah. And the problem. <laughs> well, working on it. The problem with that with is a CBD has real applications, but it also doesn't have all the applications. It's not like you could just 
spray it in the air and everyone's going to get all these benefits. And a lot of these companies are not putting efficacious amounts of CBD. In fact, I would be I wouldn't be surprised at all if the vast majority of them had none. They just said they have because nobody's checking. Yeah. If they had no CBD whatsoever, or if they have such a minuscule amount that it it's it's almost like nothing. It's like homeopathic. Well, CBD. and this is where this is where it uh, I, I struggle with like in my in my pro regulation or not here because then I then there's parts of me that says okay, sure allow everybody to throw it in their ice cream, their shampoo, do whatever they want to do. But then at the bare minimum, it should be a dose that actually has some sort of benefits at the bare minimum. So they can't get away with pixie dusting stuff in their product just to jump on the the bandwagon of it exploding right now mm. and make a ton of money off of people that are naive to do the research and go, oh, wow, this isn't even enough to make a difference in my anxiety. Why the fuck am I washing myself with this $15 bar of soap right. because it's clean? It's woven in my underwear. Yeah, right. it's like, you know, I've been eating that Ben and Jerry ice cream every time I get anxious and, uh, with CBD. <laughs> and you know what? It does I'm work. I'm getting fat, but I really feel a benefit. Hey, it does well, work. Hey, arguably that was, hey, arguably the best idea, actually, is the Ben and Jerry oh, yeah. CBD. Yeah. I, heard, that I heard this point. is good for anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I get so anxious at night, yeah. so I crush a pint of Ben and Jerry's yeah. with CBD. DVD. I yeah. feel amazing yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Thanks for the reason. Totally not going to reinforce any bad relationships to food or anything <laughs> no. like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Not like, at all. Like, uh, you know, I heard CBD was good for stress. I'm going to go get that burger. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got CBD in it. It should help me out with my stress. You know, meanwhile, you're totally turning your food problem into a worse problem anyway. I'm yeah. just glad that we, we, we linked up with Ned early so then I don't feel like... Well, see, here's what I like about Ned. This is what I... Cause you know, we have a whole process before we ever partner or work with anyone. It, we're not easy to date, okay? Mind pump is a yeah. very difficult. It's more like courting. Yeah, you we, know, if you want to put it. We definitely school. don't put out right away. No. Uh, and so with Ned, I got on the phone with them. I asked them a lot of questions. I wanted to see independent lab results. And here's what I liked about them: they weren't full of shit. Um, their lab reports, the lab reports, which were uh, third party showed that they have efficacious amounts of not just CBD, but the whole spectrum of cannabinoids that you can find um, in hemp. Yeah. And here's why that's important, because what you're going to find is the studies are going to show, because studies have already shown this, but more and more studies are going to continue to show that it's not just about using one cannabinoid. They, they work better together than they do apart. Now, THC is the one that is strictly reg regulated, so you can't put THC in stuff um, because it's still a, a scheduled drug. But even the studies that are done on, on on just CBD show that CBD with a little bit of THC is better than just CBD or just THC. It's true for all the cannabinoids. And so if the thing I like about Ned is they're not just extracting CBD and putting it in their in their oil and they're you know the fact that they're getting it from hemp, you know, means it's okay. Um, what they're saying is this is full spectrum hemp oil, and it's actually concentrated. And here's your lab results or whatever. They're good. The problem, and, and I mean, it's a good and bad thing for them, right? They're competing in a market with a bunch of morons, right? But at the at the on the, on the other side of it, a lot of people haven't heard of Ned, and a lot of people are going to try CBD crap products. And then they're going to use them and come back and be like, hmm. Yeah, but they have CBD's integrity. I mean, they're sticking with like few products that are just focused on getting you the benefits of what the intent of using CBD is. 
and you know not sprinkling it on top of like all these other options and food products and beauty product all these different things that like it's just getting like out of control no what cbd does is it it seems to in, improve uh, the way that your body works with its own natural endocannabinoids because you make your own cannabinoids uh, in your body. That's why you have receptors. And what CBD seems to do is just uh, make those natural cannabinoids more effective in the body. You know, so because it doesn't attach to your the two cannabinoid receptors that we've identified. CBD doesn't even attach to those. Um, THC does, but CBD doesn't. Nor does a lot of these other cannabinoids, but what they do is they kind of have this effect on the body where it gets your other cannabinoids to work a little bit better. And the research is still limited. That's the thing. Like the the best research, obviously the best research is on epilepsy. That's what actual medicine exists for with CBD. Yeah. Uh, but other research shows enzyolytic properties. It's that anti-anxiety kind of feeling more social. Um, it's not a depressant like uh, I'm so other annoyed. I'm so annoyed by the the fitness community right now. Oh, that's, terrible! Oh, that's pitching God. it hard for the recovery aspects oh, of God. it, and it's like I have yet to see a fitness person promote CBD and actually have a good product. They're all shit. Yeah. I have yet to see any of them, and I've looked at them, and I'm like, okay, your CBD post workout or pre workout or your new CBD drops, and you look at the company, you see if they have any third party results. They don't. It's all bullshit. You're buying fucking a placebo. Well, effect. and the thing too, even if it wasn't garbage, which most of them are, even if they are, it is legit CBD. It's all of a sudden you're this this pro men's physique bodybuilder guy, and now all of a sudden uh, at post workout you always drop your CBD. Motherfucker, you got to be a pro. You didn't even know what CBD was two years ago. Now you're repping it as your post workout, like all the time. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, it's that's not. I mean, I've been around the marijuana industry for fucking ten years plus. Now yeah. you never heard me on this show talking about how like, oh, uh, after oh, every yeah. workout, I make sure oh, to I was hit, like BCAs and CBD. Yeah, drop my two drops yeah. to see. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. They're with trying that. to ritualize uh, CBD yes. like they did with other supplements. Yes. Well, I mean, here's I, the you deal. Know, I, mean, I, I feel bad, and I have to apologize for even our own company, Ned. But I, I do. I, I actually tell a lot of people in my dms like they're like hey you know i'm i'm, I'm thinking about using cbd now and I, so i'll ask questions like you know what do you want it for well you know i, I heard it's great for recovery i'm like i heard stop. it's great for fat loss i heard yeah. it's great for stop muscle. No, 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 no. stop stop you do if you don't if you don't have crazy anxiety and you're looking for things like that to get relief from it the the idea of creating it as a a post-workout routine to recover faster and get more gains no stop it no i mean stop it, it, it. it yeah. does have long-term you know anti-inflammatory properties it does the, the reports that i'm getting from people are it helps me with anxiety and sleep but no it's not a it's not a, a, a performance you know supplement it, unless you're unless it's helping you with like a medical issue mm. like you know an extreme example if you have intractable epilepsy will cbd improve your, your physical performance yeah right. yeah definitely will yeah, if you have inflammatory issues that are you know related to your autoimmune issues and you're finding that cbd helps with that will help with your performance yeah because you're healthier but other than that these fitness guys and girls that are promoting are just i mean look here's the bottom line does cbd build muscle yes when you sprinkle it on your dianabol pills before <laughs> <laughs> okay there's how you use it yeah because the fitness physique guys and fitness people who are like cbd help me ask them how much of their steroids they're putting on with it and then you get your answer <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here with that <laughs> that's it's so annoying uh. but hey look at the end of the day if you're interested in trying it out to see if it's something that will 
that you notice something from, make sure you get it from a reputable source that's got third-party testing that's legit. Because I'm telling you right now, and this is what pisses me off with with the supplement industry because this falls under that category. The supplement industry, you ever seen that meme where the kid is riding a bike and then he puts a stick in, in the front tire and it flips over? Like he does it himself and he flips over and they blame someone else. That's what the supplement industry does. Why is the FDA got to come down on us all the time? Because you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> if you, you keep selling shit that has nothing in it or it's got mm-hmm. like, you know, heavy metals or toxins in it, at some point, the FDA now has a good reason to come out and hammer everybody. And all you're going to do by selling this bullshit is have the FDA hammer down yeah. on companies that are on all the good companies. It's like, stop. Stop with that shit. Stop bullshitting because you're making it bad for everybody. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking about making about- Stop the madness. Speaking about big bad shit, did you guys uh, hear about the 16-year-old girl? So I got it. This is kind of crazy. And this brings up a good, a good discussion. There's a 16-year-old girl who made a sex tape of herself. What? With uh, a Meaning, boy, like oh, okay, so yeah. not masturbating, actually having sex. No, she had to, with another uh, with another kid that's her age, who um, and it was all consensual, and she shared the video oh to God. some of her friends, and it was consensual in the sense that she sent the video. The person in the video was like, "Yeah, send it off," or whatever, and her friends are all underage. Doesn't matter. She's going to be facing charges of child pornography. Whoa, she is. She is. Wow. Because she's sharing the trying video. to make an example, even though it's a video of herself. Yeah, she is going to face charges. That's interesting. Well, gnarly. Well, think about it, dude. Here's the thing: if you're if you get charged with child mm. pornography, guess where your name is permanently? Yeah, Megan's yeah. Law, right? On a fucking list. Yeah, yeah. forever. Wow. Like, no, and then you go try and get a job, or you know, you're dating someone. They look your name up and they see you on. She's going to win that. She that's can't serious. lose that. No, I think that the, I think she lost it. Oh, you oh, think she lost? Yeah, her? I think she lost it. They're, she's not going to go to jail. They're going to require her to take a bunch of courses and classes. And now, where, where do you guys stand on? I that? don't know, man. Because mm. I I kind of understand that if I, I don't know an example of that happening previous to this. So this is one of those cases where it's like people see, are have a lot of eyes on it, and it's like I could see it being a deterrent. For kids to to share videos like that to their friends, I, I think this is a parenting issue, dude. Hundred percent. I, I yeah. think hundred well, percent. Yeah. I I think this is a a fucking fine or some sort of a penalty on your parenting. Like, mm, I mean, yeah. that's to me. Here's the thing. This was something I learned when I was arrested at sixteen and my car taken away from me, and I, I had a cop just fucking berate me for two hours, dude, just mm. l- lecturing me on what a, a shitty kid I was going to be if I had kept going down this path. Yada yada yada. And I come to find out that all the stuff that I, at this time in my life, my bedroom set, my TV, my my toys, everything I had was stuff that I had pretty much worked for and saved up and bought for myself. And he schooled me on, listen, kid, you're you're 17 or 16, whatever I was, that 16 at the time, you're you are you're owned by your parents. All that, and I'm like, no, I worked for it, I saved, that was my money. He's like, doesn't matter. Anything that you think is yours until you are 18, your parents own. They can auction all of it off tomorrow. Yeah. There's not a goddamn thing you can do. They could burn it tomorrow. There's not a goddamn thing you can do. They own every bit of you until you are 18. That was huge and eye-opening for me. To that same point, I feel like this kid shouldn't shouldn't get all the responsibility of 
sharing sex sex tape like that of themselves. It's like where the fuck are the parents at at this time? Well, so here's what's going to happen. She's gonna, she's she's being put on probation and she's referred for a mental health evaluation. So let's talk about those two things. First off, huh. you're a 16 year old girl. You share a sex video to other minors who may also be charged now, yeah. right? Because they got it, but they're all minors. And now the, the and those kids tell the school officials, you can't tell me, and I'm sure there's kids that are terrible or whatever. You can't tell me that enough. That isn't a massively embarrassing, terrible thing right there. Yeah. And and, and then mental health. Hold on a second. Let's go back for a second. Imagine if if I was 16. With the fucking the technology we have today, I'm and I had a girlfriend. Yeah. Pretty sure my bad judgment would have caused me to send pictures of myself and ask for pictures from her. Yep. So mental to go to no, like that doesn't make sense. No, this girl's already been probably already tortured been, over it. Oh yeah, totally. Just the embarrassment of it, but and her reputation and all that shit. And now she's got to go probation. Her. I think it. I mean, it definitely highlights the seriousness of uh, you know the modern age of like videotape and like how that lives forever. Like that is going to follow her forever. It is, but it is. 100%. So my buddy, who's the principal, says this is like the number one thing they have to police. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. He says it's one of the the most difficult things to deal with at the school right now. Is like kids sending each other nudes and stuff of each other. Yeah. I mean, which I, is probably what you would have done. As I, I know, but exactly. Know. That's why. Yeah. It's scary to think yeah, about. That's I'm, the number one conversation I have with my, with my kids is I tell them don't everything. Send your, don't send your dick, son. Yeah. No, no dick pics. Everything that you do or receive on your phone is saved and recorded forever. Yeah. So you just be very, very careful because it can be used against you. Um, and you can get yourself into really big trouble and I'm just reminding them because I think that they grow up in this world where they think, oh, it's not a big deal. Just right. put it out there. I know adults like – I mean, come on. I'm talking to kids. Adults do this shit. I mean, how many adults yeah. have sent nude pictures to themselves of themselves to right. some person that they're talking to and honestly thinks that that person's not sharing it or showing it to other people? Get the fuck out of here. Haven't like – Politicians and stuff gotten in trouble for some of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, didn't Bezos recently? Yeah, didn't yeah, that guy uh, uh, Wiener? His last, oh, yeah, his last name was Wiener. That's right. <laughs> shared his Wiener. Sharon Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon Wiener. It's I kind mean, of obvious it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think uh, having her, like having the authorities be involved, I mean, that's a little too no, I far, think man. Yeah, I think you make a good point. It, 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 being part of the, you know, the parents' responsibility of how to handle that yeah, situation. Dude, I yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, I guess for me, soon to be a parent, I can't really speak on it too much, but I feel like if I have, if, when my boy's a teenage, teenager and he if he does some shit like this, like, I'm gonna feel awful as a parent. Like I, I dropped the ball. Right. I dropped the ball by not by not being w wise enough that this is a, is a serious thing that kids do at this age because they have the mm -hmm. ability to. I mean, that's just either one you're a, a naive parent or you're disconnected from. Look, well, there's a lot of disconnected parents out there that that aren't paying attention to this kind yep. of shit. And as a parent, you weigh things out. Like I'll give you a. I'll tell you guys a story. So when I was, uh, I think I was like 12. My family and my cousin's family all went camping, and we used to bring our, our BMX bikes to the campsite. So it was car camping, right? So you park the car, have the tents and everything. But then there were the woods and stuff, and so my cousin and I were like, hey, we're going to go ride our bikes. We'll be back, and our, you know, our moms were like, okay, make sure you come back in like a couple hours because we're going to have dinner. No problem. Well, we started riding our bikes in, through the woods, and we legit got lost in the woods, lost. And we're two city kids. We don't know the fuck we are. So we ended up writing and we thought to ourselves if we just keep going down the mountain at some point we should hit a road which was actually the smartest thing 
uh, I think that we could have done. It worked out for us. <coughs> Six hours later, it's dark. We're in the woods. We finally see a road. We hit the road, and we start walking our bikes all the way up. And we're like, if we keep going up on this road at some point, we'll reach a ranger. We'll tell them what's going on. Well, luckily, my dad was driving around looking for us, and he found us, picks us up, takes us in the in the, in the truck all the way back to the campsite. And beats the shit out of No. He had it. They, they talked to us. But ultimately, our parents knew that the punishment was our fucking fear. When they saw us, yeah, yeah, right. mm-hmm. I'm a 12-year-old kid. I've been lost in the woods for five hours. Mm-hmm. You don't need to punish me anymore. And, and I think with a situation like this, if I had a 16-year-old that did this and it got out to the school and the principal was involved and everything, I would sit down and be like, look. You well, know? don't you feel- well, isn't the premise of that law to protect minors? Right? Totally. And so if the minor is the one that's doing that, that doesn't seem like that equates to the same well, like degree of punishment. No, and it doesn't. It's just like it's like drug laws. Like we think to ourselves like, Oh, you over there doing drugs? We're gonna we want to protect you by throwing you in jail and ruining your future, no. uh, you know, uh, opportunities for getting jobs. That doesn't really help them, does it? Like, if we really want to help them, I think there's a different approach. Again, where are the parents here? I mean, mm-hmm. I, you don't. I just don't imagine you skip right to videotaping sex with your boyfriend and send it to your friends, and you didn't do a lot of other shit leading sure. up to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, you mean the yeah. dick pic and booby pics and probably masturbation <laughs> videos. And there's got to be a whole series of things that lead. library. That yeah, yeah, there's got to be a whole series of things that leads up to, hey, I got a good idea. There's Let an me- order. There is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're there's kidding. heavy petting yeah. and move our way down. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not like I got my iPhone on Thursday. Friday, I'm shooting a porn with my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm 16. Like, no. She did some shit leading up to yeah, all of this before it got to this point. Perfect lighting. And we're Where's mom stuff. and dad at? Where's mom and yeah. dad at uh, with the conversations leading up to but this I, you know, I, told, I agree with you, though, yeah. as far as like, she's probably scared shitless now. It's probably ruined her her reputation. She'll probably have to move high schools over it. Yeah, like, and she's like, obvious, like these kids, they don't know, like we're trying to protect them from making stupid ass decisions like that. And now you're going to punish her for the rest of her life for something she did yeah. as a I, minor? I told my son, sense. I told my son, I've told him this, I said, listen, you send any pictures or you receive any pictures. And if either one of you is underage, technically you you could get arrested on child pornography. I told him this, so I'm like, you be very very careful. But here's a deal, okay? I, and this is true for fucking you know 40 year old Sal. But when I was 16 years old, you have me alone with a girl that's 16, and both of us are into each other. My logic is gone. Yeah. I am not logical. <laughs> Yeah. At all, she could be like, "Hey, let's make a video and put it on broad, you know, sure. broadcast it on TV." Sure, yeah, and I got a boner. Yeah, and I'm yeah. 16 with a boner. Yeah. I'm like, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, it's gonna be great. Let's do this. Let's show everybody. So, <laughs> I don't feel, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm talking about. When yeah, you're in that well, state of mind, of course, of of you know, level 10 horny, yeah. you're you're not making good decisions. Yeah. At all. The problem is now we have that's why I don't the ability blame, to record That's why it. I don't blame the kid. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. I don't blame the, the kid at all. They just have a good conversation. You got in big fucking trouble. I'm pretty sure she learned well, a lesson. Well, it's like you scare you, you bring it out there. It's in the news, all that. Like, that acts as the deterrent. I, that's why it's like it's good to have cases that you can, as a parent, you can, like, point to as, like, examples to scare the shit out of kids. But, like, 
Yeah, like, like I just don't find it right that you punish the girl like that. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Anyway, what's this thing about the the DOJ going after Google? You were talking. Who's bringing that up earlier? Was no, that you? I, I was. Yeah, no, I read it in my uh, uh, one of my articles this morning that they're 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 coming after him as like a uh, advertising monopoly. I don't know if it's going to hold any water. So or the not. Department of Justice <clears throat> is going after them because they think that they're yeah because they they think that uh, Google. Uh, I mean, you have Google, Amazon, uh, Facebook literally like own like all of advertising and they're just on saying, the internet yeah on the internet oh. and, and there's what they're trying to claim or what they're trying to say is that they're kind of like a monopoly mm-hmm. and so they're trying to figure a way to break it all up now i think they came after uh i believe they did this to uh facebook already and amazon and have tried to do things like this in the past and i think they did this with mike remember that big microsoft thing that happened to yeah. way back when and that that fell through too they weren't able to, to weren't able to say they were a monopoly. you know how you break up a monopoly on advertising you come up with a better way to advertise. I, yeah. I think, and that's their. I Give think more that, options. I think that'll that's be. Their, I think that'll be our, their argument. Yeah. Is I, I, so I don't know if it's going to hold water or not. Because there's I, no barrier to prevent you from competing. You just have to outcompete them or come up with a way to. And I mean, that's this is this is how tech works. This is a new technology, and Google's just doing a fucking good job. That's why they're so dominant. But there are other ways to advertise and put your shit out there. It's just Google's doing a damn good job. I don't. I do not know. You know why they do this, right? This is not because the Department of Justice really thinks they're a monopoly and they need to protect us. That's not at all why they're doing. It. They're doing this because they want control. Google is big yeah. and powerful. Facebook is big and powerful. And so every once in a while, it's like the mafia don who yeah. you know want to flex a little. Yeah, they walk yeah. into your store. And they got the big buff dudes, you know, with the bats or whatever. Like, hey, we're just paying you a visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure you're doing anything right. Uh, what happens if business is going well? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh no, everything looks good. Oh, oops. Yep. We'll see you later. Yeah. You know, oops, we'll I broke your window. This. Yeah. You know, yeah. See, you guys can fix that, right? <laughs> and you're just like, we better be. Remember, cool. we'll come by again. Yeah, that's that's all it is. But Google does a good job. I mean, what are you going to do? There's other search engines. That you could use, yeah. They just suck. It's, yeah, Netscape. It has Netscape. to do with that, and they're they're trying to get in there with the privacy rights and everything too. Which, you know, I go back and forth on all this stuff too with advertising. Like, <clears throat> it 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 doesn't bother me like it bothers some people. Like some people just are just oh they're so they see like they get advertised something that they were already looking at and they're like oh my god how'd they know that are they reading my emails are they reading my texts are they listening in through my phone how did it know and I'm more like this like. Fucking yeah. cool! I didn't have to they, search. They are. <laughs> I didn't have to search for the yeah. shit. Yes, I already. Yes and yes. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted that shit, and now it's fifty percent off. It got advertised to me. You know, yeah. it knew because I was searching or talking about it yesterday. Dude, I just got a. I just was scrolling through Facebook uh, yesterday, and an ad pops up with the this T-shirt, and it's got this cool design and whatever on the back of it. It says Stefano. and I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> they literally changed the shirt. And it's obviously not a shirt. They're changing the ad right. with my last name. And I'm like, well, that's kind of smart. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, okay, I can't I can't me. get away from it. I'm, I'm playing my my hearts online, which is through like some other random app. And there's like this real small bar at the top. And the, you know, advertising is constantly getting put up there yeah. while you're playing cards. Never used to distract me. Distracts the fuck out of me now because it's yeah. all the shit I've been looking at you know last what, week. <laughs> you know what I wouldn't have a problem with? I wouldn't have a problem with the government just informing us and being like all right look here's what here's what we found that they're doing with your information it's up to you what you want to do now that's fine like they can't look government doesn't do a lot of things very well but every once in a while they do something that does that's effective like the their their campaign against cigarette smoking widely effective it actually reduced cigarette smoking they, they you know they, they didn't have to ban cigarettes they just had to tell people here's what's going on and they did force you know the packaging to change and all that stuff 
But I wouldn't mind if they came out and said, hey, here's how they're using your information. Here's where it's going. This is what they're recording. Do what you want. It's totally up to you. I don't mind that, but going after them and, and trying to apply force, it's just them flexing. It's just a, it's just a rival gang. Well, along the lines of uh, more tech news, I know iTunes, uh, I think today is actually that they have their big annual conference or whatever, and they announced that they are breaking up iTunes officially which I think has just been a long time coming. I mean, since 2001, they've had- Oh, you mean they're actually going to put energy into podcasts? Right, right. Well, And I think it's just, again, back to like free market and the fact that it, it's forced them to do that. What's happening, you're seeing companies like the iHeartRadio, you're seeing Spotify, you're seeing all these other platforms come in. I mean, iTunes was one of the first that really revolutionized post-Napster uh, era, mm -hmm. you know, how we actually were to stream and, and get and pay for- uh, streaming uh, digital media. Well, now you've got all these other platforms that have came out that are are very very niche and focused on areas and better than iTunes was was ever, and they've been just kind of chilling on it for a long time now. So now they're going to start to break it up and that's subcut. good news. Mm -hmm. It is good news. It'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see uh, what happens with podcasting, what happens with oh, music. It'd be, yeah, it'd be great if they just like put focus on the the user experience because like to be able to search specific episodes and that's still a pain in the ass and it's it's like they, all they have to do is just like some minor tweaks and we'd have a much better experience. So I, I believe that's what's happening. I think I, I think that's the the first step in this whole process is to first divide it all up your your music, your movies, your podcast, everything so it has its own separate app. Yeah, cuz then you have different functions, right? Dif that that are, you know, more applicable to whatever they're looking for, like podcast. It, it like you said Justin, it'd be great to search topics among other podcasts. It's kind of difficult to do. It is. And I have to reload it all the time. It's such a yeah, a lot of times I'm scrolling. I have to like go through their whole catalog just to find that one episode that that person was on. You oh, know? It's be, like, it's crazy. and it would be great to be able to share sections of a podcast. Like there's times there's times where totally you're listening good. to an hour and a half, three hour podcast if it's Joe Rogan, and there's a, a 20 minute clip that I want somebody to hear. Yeah. Like it would oh, be yeah. so nice if I could just send over right there where they can pick up and listen versus send them a whole episode three hours and say, yeah. hey, listen to this when yeah. you get three Just hours. Just ask us, <laughs> iTunes. You know, we got a lot of, you know, ways that we can We improve. have all <laughs> We got the, the answers. answers. Yeah. yeah. And ideas. So uh, this weekend, guess yeah. what I did? What did you do? Because I did a lot. So, oh, really? I did. Yeah, well, so here's what I did. Probably not as exciting as what you did, but yeah. uh, you, you know how everybody, you guys have been hammering me for, I don't know, four years uh, to start watching Game of Thrones. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> And but the, on all the seasons are over. Show's over now. Yeah, now it's over. Is it like yeah. a open season? So I started the first season. Uh -huh. I'm on episode uh, eight, I think, of the first season, uh, and uh, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> it's, are you downplaying? It hasn't. It's, it's no, no, no. Like, it's got cool stuff. It hasn't. It hasn't yeah. totally wrote me in yet, so I can't guarantee that I'm gonna like keep watching, especially all eight Wait, seasons. Eight. Episodes in, so how many do you, is it? 10, 10 episodes for the first season? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. And so right. I'm, let I'm, me know after you get done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's, uh, but it's 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 pretty well made. I, it's not a hundred percent sucked me in yet, it's but right. it's good. It's it right. good. the first. Yeah, the first season. You're trying the yeah, the first season is a lot of like, bro. The whole let me tell you, you got to build the characters. Can I just tell yep. you something though? Mm. Jessica and I were just half the time. I had to get over my disgust. That show is all about fucking terrible shit. It's all about incest and weird fucking okay. shit. And yes, but like, look at history. 
like how how similar is I don't care. Still, all those things to like real history? It's still terrible. Of there course was that, it is. That one episode you guys probably don't remember, but th- where they went to the the sister of the queen or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's weird and she's got her like nine year old breastfeeding. I forgot about that. And yeah. he like he's literally sucking on a nipple, and he comes up. I'm like, there's some fucked up stuff. They had in some the show. child actor sucking on a nipple for this part. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's moments like that for dude, sure, dude. Yeah, terrible. I mean, it, it's and it's just gonna get more weird. Yeah, though. come come to me after like halfway through season two or so because I feel like the whole first season is like laying the groundwork of yeah. the characters and you're kind of like trying to piece it all. You gotta together. get vested yeah. into them. And yeah, then, it's definitely. Yeah. Every, I'll keep watching it. And then they fuck with you. That's the best. Part. I'll keep watching. I, I got, it. Speaking of series, I actually uh, I. You know, uh, I was telling Katrina the other night because we we'd finished up an, a, another series, and I was like, "Man, I know like one of our sh- a show that we really like should be coming around by now." Uh, I hate when you have to wait like the whole year, right? This is why Netflix was so smart the way they released to the whole the whole season when it does come out. Uh, I got hooked last year on a one that I never talked about that just uh, season two came out uh, just a couple days ago, and it's really good. It's called Bad Blood. Mm. Uh, I think you guys would would like it. It's kind of a Sopranos gangster kind of uh, mafia. It's a Netflix mm. uh, one. It's on. It's only on its second. What's it called? Uh, Bad Blood. Bad Blood. And this uh, is the second season. Yeah, it's just the second season just started. Um, yeah. But it's a it's a cool Sopranos type of. Oh, uh, I'll check that out. Check that. Yeah. yeah, I just finished the uh, Cobra Kai. Their second season. Is it good? Yeah, dude, it's so good. I wish it was on another platform because I would bring it up and everybody's like, I don't have YouTube TV. You know, like it is kind of like an exclusive platform, but uh, it was so good. It gives you all the nostalgic feels, just like Stranger Things, but on a Karate Kid level. Really? Like like all the songs, like all like the the funny shit. There's like a lot of like making fun of millennials in it, which is, you know, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, We're always all that stuff. We always like to jump on board with that. Yeah, because we're we're old guys. Yeah. You know, (laughs) know, speaking of feels, I watched Aladdin. Oh, how, how was that? Really good. Yeah? Really good. Will they stayed, Smith, did Will Smith crush it or what? Will Smith did a phenomenal job. Disney is hmm. uh, amazing at casting. That's right. They're really good at casting. They're good, the whole experience, sound, the cinematography, the, the, everything. The dance scenes yeah, were choreogra- right. choreographed incredibly. The uh, they, they were very – they, they stayed to the story. So it's basically the cartoon, but yeah. you know, in, in this form or whatever – but they did a phenomenal job. The characters that play Jasmine and uh, Aladdin, they picked those kids. They picked them perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect. They hmm. sang real well. They performed really well. Good looking, fresh faced, you know, Disney style or whatever. They have to take the kids to see that. Yeah, it was really, really good. So I think I'll, I, I mean, it's actually one of those movies that I would not mind. Jessica watched it twice. She watched it with my daughter, hmm. and then went back and and, and watched. Wow, it with that me. good, huh? That's, That's cool. A, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it again. So we talked about a while ago shooting guns with like the clay pigeons yeah. and like going to the. So I did that yes. Sunday. Yes. How was it? Yeah, I did that with my brother in law and like my father in law. So it was so, so epic. Like I, that's my new, that's my new passion. Like I, some people play golf like for the first time and like they get the itch. Like I, that never happened for me. It was like golf is, yeah, it's cool. You know, whatever. Like I, I might have some fun hitting a few shots that are good and then doing shitty the, the whole rest of the time, you know? But this one was like, oh my God, it was just like everything you'd want at the same time. It's very much like golf to where you have, 
you know, you have your specific uh, holes where I'm, I'm getting the clay is going this direction, that direction at the same time. And it took me a while to warm up the fused, the, the first few, but then I started to get it. And then once I got it, it was just like, bam. bam. Now, are they far enough to where you have to lead? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So you have to be able to calculate. And some and of them are faster than others. It like zips like across and you can barely see it. And some so you of have them to come know. slow. Some come over the head. Oh, they got one. They got ones that like one shoots across the ground rolling, two shoot oh. up in the air. You got so three. Rabbits too, so they have yeah. rabbits that like bounce like on the ground, unpredictive you know ways where it just like kind of oh jumps my God, and that's stuff. So cool. Yeah. Are you now? You're allowed to take multiple so shots when oh, yeah. they shoot a bunch of uh, so you could, two. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, just two. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, what kind of shotgun did they have you guys use? Well, we all brought. Well, my brother-in-laws, both brother-in-laws and my father-in-law brought their their guns, so I just used theirs. Do you know what they were? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Like I know one was a Remington, but I don't, okay. I don't know the, the brand. Or, How did you or load the, it through the side or the bottom? Both. Both of them? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'm fucking, I'm hella down for that. No, we're going. It's so now, much fun. Now that dude. he, I feel like there's two, once there's two of us of the four yeah. that have done something, I think we could persuade everybody else. Like we're making it happen now. Yeah, no, dude. Cause I've, I've shot pistols. This, this was a totally different experience. It's just dude. too it close. Was, we have one in our backyard. Yeah. yeah it it's so like close a, to us. Yeah. A new sport. Like I, I could get into it, you know, but yeah, I did that. And then I actually went to a festival i went to a comedy show oh man like <laughs> this comedy show was so brutal i i really wanted to support it because there's like a new club that's trying to open up in santa cruz and they don't have any kind of comedy uh you know to go see and visit but all they had was the local comedians and so we were just kind of there uh -oh. like trying to see if it was any good or anything and they put together kind of an act that was like a show where it was like supposed to be like the end of the world or whatever. They sit us in the front row and I'm like, oh, okay, of course, because they need people to fill in mm -hmm. and all that. And so we're trying to be real supportive and, and, you know, give courtesy laughs or whatever, even though it was <laughs> fucking terrible. Right. Half the time. And then <laughs> there's this guy that's like maybe four people over from us. That was the biggest heckling piece of shit. Dude. Oh, no. oh my, like almost ruined like the entire thing for everybody. Everybody's just, and and they kept feeding him. Instead of ignoring him, they kept feeding him and highlighting him as being an asshole. It was like the most uncomfortable, like I'm in I'm a hostage in this place experience ever. It was crazy. Watch I, watching a, a bad comedy show. It is, makes you so uncomfortable. Oh, it's so rough. It was the worst. I've never been to one like that. Oh, when I when I worked across the street from that comedy club, got to know the the owner and GM really well. Um, and they gave me access anytime I want. So like I was in a comedy club like three times a week. Oh, that's rad, dude. Right. Sure. So I was in there all the time. And it was cool. For like a year there I was like in there every single week, multiple times a week. Uh, and it was just a cool thing to meet all these these up and coming comedians. And the San Jose one either gets somebody on their upward trend of their career or somebody on the downward. Mm -hmm. Like if you're big and famous, you're selling out SAP. Like you're not yeah. going to a yeah. small 150 or whatever you're going like to Cobbs or whatever. You're going yeah. to San Francisco, right? You're on your you're on your way up or you're on your way down in your career. And on your way down, sometimes cool because I saw some big name people that were just kind of towards the end of their their career and they're still they're still talented and good. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, you catch somebody who's up and coming and they're amazing before they become famous. But then you see a lot of just people that are trying to get get off the ground, and there would be nights, man, where and they do they and they they'd have it like on Wednesday night would be like kind of the amateur night where five in a row are like these like Ugh. comedians just starting, and you're, it's just like painful when they're not getting any laughs. You you feel so bad for Dude, them. Dude, bro, and I was trying like that was the thing is like I felt like oh you're trying so I want to support you and what you're trying to be funny and all, but like 
a lot of it, I'm like, did you even write this out ahead of time to like <laughs> practice or anything? Like it was so bad. Like, but there was two guys that, that actually did have a, a well-written act and the headliner was, was funny. And so we, we tried to, you know, leave on a positive note, but it was, it, it was like the most, like I had, I felt just like a prisoner. I just, I couldn't leave cause I was in the front row. You know, I wanted to leave. Dude, I feel so bad for comedians because I think it's, I mean, I'm even watching like, it's uh, gotta be one of the hardest things oh, to do. Dude, I yeah, can't man. imagine. I can go up and speak it's in front brutal. of an audience. No problem. Like, Make if them I'm, laugh. If, if I'm, yeah, exactly. If I'm speaking to something that I, I either feel confident about or I'm passionate about all day, no problem. I, I'm totally comfortable in that situation. Ask me to get up there and make the whole place laugh and laugh after laugh. Oh my God, that it's just a lot that, of pressure. Oh, but it makes me sweat just thinking about it. And it's not it. just trying to make them laugh because I can make people laugh when they're there to listen to me for information. I going to make people laugh where they're to laugh. Like, yeah. okay, make me laugh. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. That's totally different. More like, punchlines. Yeah, if I'm, talking, if, I'm, if I'm talking about fitness and I throw in a few zingers, they're not expecting it and they laugh a little bit. Totally different. But if you're sitting there, you're like. People are sitting there and they know they're like, okay, yeah, make me laugh, buddy. Make, make me laugh, asshole. Make me laugh. <laughs> Holy shit, that's got to be one of the hardest. They, they, comedians say that it requires uh, ten years. Yeah. Did you guys watch Sh- uh, Shab's Showtime yet? No. Oh, you guys still haven't seen Was it. Was it yet? good? Not yet. Uh, you know, I think he's. I think he's came a long way from when he first started. Uh, I think obviously I liked Joe Rogan's. I mean, way way better. Sure. I mean, it's Rogan's it's, been doing it for a long time. Yeah, right? and he, he's seasoned. It was his thing was interesting to me. He because he plays um, on stage, you know, because Brendan's making fun of himself. He he does it like he he talks like he's as if he's like a pussy, mm. and it just I have a hard time yeah. allowing. If you didn't know who he was. Then maybe like you can get behind the character of him kind of making fun of himself and being kind of a pussy or whatever like that. But I know he's not a pussy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a UFC fighter. Yeah, he's sir. kind of a badass. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's I guess maybe because I already you know know him and know what he's done in the past too. It's just kind of hard for me to listen to him stand up mm-hmm. there and kind of make fun of himself and make him. But I know he has to humanize himself. So I know if he's going to go somewhere in comedy, mm-hmm. you can't come off like as a badass in comedy. Yeah. So I know he's got to try and do that. So it probably is part of this process that he's going through right yeah, now. Yeah, he. I mean, having no experience except for his podcast and then getting a deal like that. Right. Like, oh, yeah. He. I bet you he made a lot of comedians jealous. I'm sure a lot of people have been busting their ass, sure. and they see like, oh, now you're up here doing this, you know, because you got a Netflix deal, right? Was yeah. it Netflix? No, 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 it's no, it was Showtime. Showtime. Showtime deal. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. Oh, it of is. course. Guys work their whole careers just to try to score one of those. It's funny. It highlights just how social humans are because we're talking about how uncomfortable we are watching someone bomb, and it's really because we evolved to feel other people's emotions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I fuck, I'm not on stage. Why the hell am I feeling this terrible feeling? It happened to me when, some, when my when you know we went to my son's graduation for eighth grade. He went up there and did this like speech on reflecting back, and I was like nervous. And he's my son, so there's yeah. a little bit more. But I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous for other kids who are yes. going up doing other things too. Hundred percent. I had the same thing because uh, like my son's uh, his championship baseball game was Saturday, and it was back and forth, back and forth, and 
there was plays like please make the play please like yeah. i was feeling everything like like i was just beside myself eating a million seeds just <laughs> spitting in like ah just like like pacing you know i i couldn't i couldn't even stand it yeah. dude. these kids didn't even have that kind of intensity in this game i was like going crazy well that's one of the reasons why sports is so awesome to watch is cuz you you feel like we're literally evolved to feel what the i'm not playing shit i'm on the couch eating potato chips but i, I feel like i just crushed you know the, my opponent because i just watched you play but anyway yeah. Anyway, speaking of my son, I wonder how he's. Uh, he's I brought you know, you guys know I brought him to work today. Yeah, we got him yeah. working today. Yeah. He's oh, working yeah. hard right now yeah. too. No, so you know what I did? So I had a conversation with him on the he way here, him. Yeah. and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I said, listen, I said, you've never had your ass beat, have you? No, that's not what happened. <laughs> I was telling him about when I used to work for my dad. Now he's coming here to work, and he's working directly into Rachel. And I told him you're going to do everything that she says, and she's going to rate you at the end of it, and that's going to be that's going to tell me whether or not I'm going to let you do certain things when you come back home. Um, but, and he's kind of like, oh, you know, he's a little bit like I'm waking. I can tell he's kind of like, oh man, it's summertime and I got to go work. I can't just hang out with my buddies. And I'm like, you know, when I was your age, I used to work the summers with my dad mm -hmm. and it wasn't in a fucking no. studio. It was, I was outside. I was mixing cement. I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Yep. I had to wash buckets with freezing ass water. <laughs> I had to, you know, carry buckets of shit in there. If I had to go to the bathroom, it was, I was lucky if there was an outhouse. If there wasn't an outhouse, I had to figure out like what to do. Yeah. Like you, like you have no idea. I feel like that old man. That oh, tells totally. The I had to catch a ride from uh, this guy that worked for my dad at 5 a.m. If I didn't catch it, he would just leave me. One time he left me oh, no. <laughs> and I had to walk home miles, dude. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. that taught me. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I was there bright and early yeah. from then on. And then the whole rest of the day, I'm loading trucks, just breaking my back, yeah. so, doing all this so shit. So what, you know, what my boy's doing is he's, you know, he's helping with shipping. So it's, you know, it's putting stickers on shit and packing things up or whatever. So I gave him a little bit of uh, the, uh, the Organifi Pure. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, this will help you focus. I was going to say, you should tell him he's got full access to the thousands of dollars of supplements. Yeah, so I, get, I that, gave him yeah. some Amazon, yeah, and I gave him some pure, and uh, and I asked him earlier, I said, so what did you notice? He's like, uh, I think I was more focused. I felt like I was moving a little faster. I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm, we'll, all right. We'll, we'll mix in some caffeine next time, see what happens <laughs> when you do it. But yeah, no, I, I guess he's doing a good job. So what's the deal? What did you tell him uh, so far? Is he? Is this just today? Are you going to do a couple days this week? No, or? I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to do a few days this week. I'll show you what I sent. Uh, I'll read to you what I wrote. To, what I sent to Rachel. So I told. I told. I first asked her permission because obviously he wouldn't be following me around all day. We're in here podcasting or whatever. Right. So I said, you know, you're going to be doing what she wants you to do. I asked her permission. I said, what do you think if my son comes in and just is your assistant and he'll do whatever you want? She's like, no, that's a great idea. So I said, at the end of the day, I want you to rate him on his attitude, his accuracy, his cleanliness, his speed, and then I want an overall score. And I told my son, I said, if you don't get a perfect score – then you get zero electronics. So if you want to be able to play video games and shit with your buddies or whatever and text them, then you need to get a perfect score. You can't even get one that's below, a, yeah, below a five. Yeah. And so, and daddy's coming in with a hammer. You know what though? I think that's totally reasonable. No, it I think is. it's perfectly reasonable. Number Absolutely. one, they, the kids these days are on electronics all the time anyway. I'm not going to feel bad about telling them not to. No, do he's just earning it. Yeah, that's he, it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah, and he got a free lunch too. I yeah. just bought him lunch, so so there. There you go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's and right. I fed him. That's right, kid. Yeah, yeah. And you get electricity. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you get a perfect yeah. score, yeah. a warm blanket. You get a perfect yeah. score. The sheets stay on your bed. Yeah. <laughs> 
No score. You gotta sleep on a bear mattress. Oh man, I remember those days. <laughs> just start bear, would, bear mattress. If I didn't make my bed in yeah. the morning, my mom would uh, she'd she'd tear all the all the sheets off yeah. my bed. Yeah, I was like box springs. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. You know what? It didn't work though because she'd tear all the sheets off, and I'd just get on the bed and just put them on me and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she gotta take it to the next level. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Just a Boy and His Dad. I know how you guys feel about Olympic lifts with a barbell. What are your thoughts on the kettlebell versions of those two exercises? Does a lower barrier to entry, form-wise, give them a place in people's workouts? Okay. First of all, I want to, because I feel like he's uh, assuming that like we're anti mm-hmm. uh, Olympic lifts. I think um, he means well. Our position's always been that they're extremely complex uh, technical exercises that when performed perfectly with good mobility and good form are phenomenal exercises. The problem is to get to the point where you can perform them perfectly because they're so technical and they require so much uh, skill and mobility mm-hmm. that they're, we don't often recommend them. And they are exercises that if you do wrong a little bit, the risk of injury is high. Unlike other exercises. Yeah, and actually, Mike Salemi and I, like, he actually went over this in terms of, like, how to, like, prep yourself into getting into, like, cleans and snatches by using, uh, you know, like, high pulls and these things with kettlebells and, and getting familiar with, uh, you know, that, that expression of power and that, um, you know, that transfer of force and being able to control all that. And the kettlebells are great for that because it's the, it's, it's central. Your, your, your load is very central to your body, which, which is, you know, more <laughs> safe. Yeah. It's more safe. It's, it's, it's better for you to be able to handle, um, and to be able to guide it more effectively without putting your limbs, the further your limbs get away from your body, the more we're at risk. Well, not to mention it's more constricted on a barbell too. There's yes. more room for play with a, with a kettlebell. You, yes. You have to follow a very vertical line and your body has to follow the bar versus with the kettlebell. You can sort of manipulate that, uh, and it's not going to get away from you quite as much. Yeah, it's it's easier to learn how to do a proper kettlebell movement, um, like a snatch or a clean, than it is to do with a barbell. But I do want to be clear, that doesn't mean it's easy. No, no. no so it's hard. easier, but it's still very complex. It's a, it's a great place, though. There's steps, yeah. I, I think you... <clears throat> I think you're starting with like a PVC pipe and working in conjunction with with kettlebells way before you get and you progress to barbell Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see that with a client. Like, okay, here's where we're here. I'd like to show them like with a PVC pipe so they can see. And by no, I am no expert in this, and I've expressed that before that I I wouldn't even be someone who taught this. But if I were to teach it. I would be showing the mechanics with a PVC pipe so they understand what we're aiming for. And then a lot of the practice and the skill would be with like kettlebells. I think. Yeah, really. I mean, it's working on that triple extension and what that looks like. A lot of people, it takes a long time to even establish that part first. So like you're saying a dowel bar or like having a kettlebell to be able to get through that just one part of the movement is, you know, where you want to start. So yeah, there's... 
I I definitely don't want to deter people from trying to learn the skill of it. I think that's great to to work your way up towards something like an Olympic lift or uh, something along those lines where you really do like it's a great exercise for its intent and uh, to be able to show and display like a controlled, powerful movement uh, that your body can produce. So, but there are like, you just have to do your diligence of like starting out uh, in, in segmenting it so you can accomplish each part of that movement it takes efficiently. A, it takes a long time. It takes it a does. long time to get someone to be able to do an Olympic <clears throat> lift properly with the right mobility and stability and strength and technique. It takes a long time. It could take somebody who's, who, it could take an athlete with decent movement and mobility mm-hmm. a year just to be able to get good at doing it. And here's what I like about kettlebells. I love the kettlebell swing. The kettlebell swing is, yes, it's still technical, so I'm not saying it's easy, but it's far easier mm-hmm. than an Olympic lift. And so if you want a client to gain some of the benefits of doing an explosive hip hinging type movement, Kettlebell swing is the is is a great movement because it's easier to learn. Um, the if you're off by a little bit, it's not as dangerous as if you're off by a little bit with a barbell. It's still bad, just not as scary or as bad. There's just it's just an easier way to learn, and you get a lot of the benefits. Like here's the thing about Olympic lifting, you know what what are the carryovers? You get explosive, but a lot of the carryovers are are specific to the barbell lift itself, the technique that's involved. If you just want that explosive hip hinging movement, you'll get that with a kettlebell swing if you practice that and do it properly. And it requires, again, it's a lower, just like the words, I like the word he used here, it is a lower barrier Mm -hmm. to enter. It is a lower barrier to get into explosive hip hinging movements. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's the greatest uh, you know, thing that the kettlebell provides is that ability to express that powerful hip hinging movement in a controlled fashion. Like you can really control that process the more you refine it. Um, and it's, it's relatively safe if you're not co- in a compromised position with your back. Well, to Sal's point about, you know, how great a kettlebell swing is for like a hip hinge. I think the important part of somebody who's thinking about doing Olympic lifts or wanting to do that is really understanding their why of why they want to why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes we we see stuff on Instagram or we hear these people doing something and you go, oh, I want to do that, and you just want to do it to want to do it. Right. And that's something that can be really dangerous when you're talking about that type of a lift. And if you don't have the prerequisites to do that lift, probably not a good idea. But really unpacking the whole purpose behind why you want to do that because there's lots of other exercises that have. Think lots of benefits that are also in the Olympic lift. It just happens to combine a lot in one. That's what makes it so incredible is yeah. it's this such a complex movement that you get this great expression of mobility and power and stability and hip hinge. Like mm-hmm. you get all these great all into one movement. It's like, wait a second. That's what makes it so special is it's a great expression of all of those in a single movement. Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to get good at expressing all those things, you can actually unpack it and break each one of those components mm-hmm. down and get really good at your mobility just by doing a lot of other things. Get yeah. really good at hip hinging from a bunch of other things. There's a lot of things that you can you can get great at expressing power and triple extension by doing it in a lot of different ways than going right to a barbell Olympic lift. It's yep. like, understand your why. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Unpack that and go, Okay, let's let's start to segment these different parts that are so great about. Yeah, and I could lift. I could easily uh, you know validate the the need for like a power clean for football in that first uh, play, that first snap, like who snaps off the ball the quickest and throws their arms up, 
Like that is part of football. That is like you could see that directly translate and to be able to do that and then now work on, you know, loading that sequence makes a lot of sense to me versus overhead snatch didn't make any sense. Now we're just getting too fancy. Yes, it's the difficulty goes way up. The risk factor goes way up. I'm not going to put my athletes in that kind of a risk you know, position, but I do uh, definitely see the value of that movement just for Olympic lifting, though. You right. know what's interesting too is when you look at the way that the kettlebells and bar and Olympic lifts have been trained uh, historically. Olympic lifts, because of their skill and technique involved, historically have never been trained to fatigue. You, there's never been until CrossFit came along. There's never, which I completely disagree with. There's never been an Olympic lift-based sport where you're doing as many as you can for time. It just doesn't exist. Olympic lifts are, if you watch Olympic lifters train, like real Olympic lifters, it's you're using sub, uh, you know, suboptimal or, or weight that's way lower than your max, and you're practicing the technique and the speed, technique and the speed. It's all about the form and the technique for the most part, and really you're only really maxing out uh, when you're competing, and it's you're doing one rep. It's not reps after reps. Right. Now, kettlebells, historically, competitions are all based around stamina, lots of them, where they're swinging for minutes and minutes and minutes for fatigue. Now, what does that tell you about the two movements? Well, it tells you that the kettlebell has a lot more give. There's a lot less risk of injury versus the Olympic lifts. If you Olympic lift to fatigue and you're doing 10-minute sets of Olympic clean and presses, I bet you the risk of injury is way higher. People would be hurting themselves at way higher rates than with kettlebells. And I'm not saying kettlebells are risk-free by any means, but when you look at the way that they're they've been versatile. used... versatile. Right. So if you like to do hip hinging as part of your fatigue-based programming, uh, kettlebell swing's far um, more appropriate. And to that point, too, like there's two different styles. So there's more of a hard style, right. which is that like pure expression of power and like tight, controlled power versus like the endurance where you're like managing your energy throughout that entire sure, process. Sure. So there's just a little bit of like nuances there that, uh, mm. uh, again, we have this like these videos on our YouTube if you want to check them out. Next question is from M. Letkowski What is a good way to strengthen bones? A personal trainer told me that I have low bone density according to one of those handheld devices and told me I should sprint. I don't want to hurt myself and sprinting is a skill I don't have. My grandma had osteoporosis, so it is something I do think about wanting to prevent. Uh, what a handheld device uh, tells yeah, us bone, dude, bone density. I think he's full of shit or she's full of crap. About I don't think there is a handheld device that measures bone density. Anyway... Um, <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah like, terrible. Like a grip. Terrible. Device? Like I don't terrible know. advice because okay, yes, sprinting w- has been shown to uh, increase bone density, especially in the lower extremities. But you want to know what's better than sprinting? <laughs> Bro, Lifting weights. Build some muscle. Yeah, to there support is, the bones. There is nothing better <laughs> at building bone strength than sh- than consistent. Uh, sheer tension and force, mm-hmm. uh, like the, like the one you get from resistance training, and resistance training is far safer than sprinting because sprinting, and I'm glad that this person said this, that it's a skill I don't have. Sprinting requires a lot better mobility and and skill than than just traditional resistance training will, especially because resistance training I really modify for the individual. A sprint is a sprint. And if a person has bad running mechanics, it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But lifting weights, boy, I'll tell you what. Look, here's the deal. We know lifting weights builds muscle. 
That muscle is anchored onto what? Your bones. And if those muscles are pulling in on the, on the bones and getting stronger, your bones are going to respond by getting stronger. Um, and I'll go out on a limb and say that there is nothing, there is no form of exercise that's more effective for bone density than resistance training. I had a, a client uh, a while ago who actually hired me for the for the purpose of uh, reversing her osteopenia, and nothing she had done um, had worked. She tried walking and, of course, calcium supplements and magnesium supplements, vitamin D. They even had her taking uh, this really strong uh, immunosuppressive drug. I forgot the name of it, to help. And um, really, none of them really worked a whole lot, and she was losing. And she was a a small framed, um, lighter individual. So she wasn't a, a you know big, heavy person. She didn't like to eat a whole lot or whatever. And she was older. She was in her, in her, in her late sixties. And, uh, finally out of desperation, she came and, and hired me as a personal trainer. And we were so effective at stopping and reversing her bone, uh, density loss that her doctors actually, uh, created her, used her as a case study. And, put it out to uh, Stanford University and said, look at this person. Look how much her bone density has changed over the last two years that she's been doing weight training. And I would do appropriate heavy lifting with her. And I say it's appropriate because she was an older person and she didn't have a lot of strength, but it made a huge difference. And it's, look, it's just like anything else. If you send the signal for your body to adapt, it will adapt. So taking all the calcium and supplements in the world aren't going to build bone if the body doesn't want to build bone. And resistance training does that better than anything. Sprinting will too, but what is sprinting? Simu- what is sprinting more like? It's it's more like lifting weights than regular running is, right? It's an explosive movement. It's that anaerobic type of uh, activity. Not to mention, it's it's it could potentially be counterproductive in the pursuit of building muscle too. Mm. So if you do too much of it. Yeah, no. If you're doing if you're doing a ton of sprinting and you're not eating and training enough, then it could be counterproductive because you're not building muscle. And building muscle will be one of the best things you can do to support. Yeah, this. And plus, it's when you have bone loss, it typically it can happen through the whole body, especially as it progresses. Um, sprinting mainly improves bone density in the lower extremities. There is some carryover to the rest of the body, which is kind of cool, um, just like there is with resistance training, but it's not uh, as effective as it is for the direct areas that are being affected, which is the lower extremities. Well, guess what's awesome about resistance training? You work out your whole body. So you can you can strengthen your spine. Mm-hmm. You can strengthen your ribs your shoulders, your, your, your arm bones, your leg bones, your hands, your feet, um, your hips, just by doing resistance training for the whole body. So it's funny to me that a trainer especially is like, hey, your bone density is low, which I really would like to see this handheld device. Uh, Doug pulled one up, but I don't know how accurate it is. Yeah, well, um, I've never even heard of that. It's funny that a trainer density. wouldn't say, come lift weights with me. Yeah. That would be the first thing that I would uh, – and it's traditional resistance training – Train for strength. That'll that'll give you the best effect. The circuit type stuff, you'll get somewhat of an effect, but it's not going to be. Yeah, as it's effective. just so much more versatile. It's like I mean, sound, this sounds like one of those those tools that like the commercial gyms insert to find ways to drive more revenue streams. So it's like, oh, I already have this client; they're already weight training with me. Let's check out our bone density test. Oh shit, looks like you don't have good. That means you need to take this supplement, this supplement, this supplement, right. and then we're going to add sprinting into your routine. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. No, they, it's funny. They used to recommend calcium like crazy for people to prevent, and what they found with the calcium is it didn't prevent, uh-huh. and it actually started to uh, you started to see calcium deposits in people's arteries, wow. which can be a bad thing. 
what they what they found was that in in you know if I'm wrong you know my apologies but I'm relatively positive that the studies show that vitamin D has the greatest effect on bone and so uh, if you're somebody that is you know you want to if you don't want to get osteoporosis and it runs in your family or if you're in if you're already showing some some bone density issues uh, I would go I would supplement with vitamin D or better yet get lots of sunlight and lift weights. You combine those two things, and that's probably your best chances of uh, you know strengthening your bones. Next question is from Alejandro Sanchez. Takes photos. If someone gets to the gym and they aren't feeling it, but want to get their lift on, what would you recommend? <laughs> that's yeah. that's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, it, it this depends on. For, and I, I hate when we have to start with the sentence like that, but I mean, I feel like. If I'm, if I'm, uh, there's been many versions of me since this show has started and, and all different versions respond differently to this feeling in this moment. If I'm getting to the gym and I have this, this feeling that I don't really want to lift, but I, I need to get it on and I have serious fitness goals, like I'm trying to make crazy gains cause I'm in compete mode. Um, I'm pushing through this at the, at the cost of potential health and rest and all other things. If I'm Adam, uh, increase uh, testosterone levels naturally, and that's more of a priority than the way my body looks to everybody else, uh, I might choose to rest here. I mean, this yeah. is, and, and and then also I'm also questioning myself uh, because I'm very careful about how I respond to a question like this because there's there's lots of different types of people that this that could be hearing this right now, and I've had the client who. Uh, looks for any excuse not to work out, you know, so, oh, they don't feel good. Oh, yeah, uh, what should I do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that they're looking for a reason to not train because it was a long, stressful day at work. And so therefore today I'm, oh, the kids stressed me out today. Therefore I don't work out. Oh, I didn't get the greatest sleep last night. So I didn't work out again. And some of them use the, uh, everything, the, these moments as excuses not to lift. And that person probably needs to lift here that's a great point yeah i think too it's like between it being a psychological issue versus like your body's like really telling you like i'm tired i'm beat up like i i like physically don't feel like i want to do this workout like there's a distinctive difference for me like going into the gym and if it's a psychological issue like that that's something that i'm trying to check into um you know work my way through, but maybe not, maybe not start initially with like ramping the intensity like I would if I was feeling great and charged. But, uh, like I, I'm always like balancing those two things. Like, is it really my body that needs the rest or is it like my mind that is just not there? Yeah. I rarely, rarely tell people to, uh, completely take the day off from working out because there's so much you can do right. to modify your workout. Look, here's an, here's a related example. Um, it won't sound like it, but it is. When you when you look at uh, birth control, uh, that this the, the the classical birth control uh, pills, you'll see that the old way was they recommended that women took a pill every day, and then seven days out of every month they would go off birth control to initiate um, a period or whatever, right? But did they tell women to stop taking the pill on on those seven days? No, they they kept taking a pill. It was just a placebo. They actually put a fake birth control pill in the cycle. Now, why did they do that? Because studies show this consistently that when people get into a rhythm mm -hmm. and then they stop that rhythm, they forget or they just stop. They just stop doing it. So that's why I usually tell people 
not to take the gym, take it off. Now, if you're a fanatic uh, like like we are, not a big deal to take the day off. But most people, I say no, go to the gym right. and go easy. Just go easy, work on mobility. I did this the other day. The other day, I, I, I was tired. I didn't get good sleep the night before, and I knew I had to go work out. So what I did is I went to the gym, and I told myself, I'm going to use 50% of the weight that I normally use, and I'm going to focus heavily on the range of motion yeah, the and, movement. and the squeeze. Yeah. And I had a great workout. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. have to expend a lot of energy. I had a great workout. I got a, a good pump considering I wasn't feeling it. And it was just I changed it. I changed it because I wasn't really feeling it. So rarely do I recommend people don't go because you got to stay keeping that rhythm, keeping oh, yeah. that rhythm. There's plenty of restorative movements that you could work on and that the gym has all that there at its disposal. So yeah, just changing and shifting your uh, you know, your intent w- with your workout would be everything for that. And and exercise done appropriately can help facilitate recovery. So if you're like even when, even if when people tell me I'm so sore from the workout that I did yesterday. I'm really, really sore. I'm feeling run down. Should I still go to the gym? I'll say, yeah, go to the gym. Use really light weight. Go super easy and just focus on full range of motion. It's going to actually help you with your recovery and make you feel better. And it keeps you on the routine. Right. When was the last time that you know somebody who felt like this and then decided and then switched over and did a whole hour of mobility work? Like you know, how many and how many people need that? Everybody. Like how many it. people listening right now could totally benefit from a full hour of pure mobility type of work? So I, I would normally urge someone. To, I would rarely ever tell someone to take it off unless I'm talking to somebody who is mm-hmm. a gym fanatic and they're, i.e., my peers, my competitors that yeah, are. They're the ones that could take a day off, right? Because yeah. they they have an obsession with working out to where mm-hmm. it's they have almost a bad relationship with exercise to where they can't not not work out. So it's good to tell that person. So you really have to have a come to Jesus with yourself here and figure out where you're at in your journey and are you the person who's more likely to overdo it and overtrain and do you need a, a scale back day so much of fitness consistency is momentum you know i i know i don't take a lot of t- time off from the gym but i know i've had injuries and even for me getting back to the gym it feels like i got to get the ball rolling again right so if you want to maintain your consistency I would not take a day off. I'd go there and go easy. Like, don't lose the momentum. Like, once you lose mm-hmm. that momentum, and Pete, you guys know what I'm talking about. People no, listening, hundred percent. Yeah, people listening right now, you know exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. Think about the last time you stopped working out. Something happened. I couldn't make it to the gym. I was on vacation, and then I just never went back. You lost that momentum. So, keep that momentum and just adjust the workout accordingly. Next question is from Ander Beth. Here's the scenario: You have a day to eat whatever you want with no consequences. What do you each eat for each meal? This is, every day, so for ju- this is every day for Justin. No consequence. <laughs> I never have consequences. <laughs> so, I might eat. have things I got to deal with, you know, every now and then. But you know, this is like a, judgment. This is a funny question um, because uh, it's strange. Um, first off, I do eat whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, this kind of a question. It's the reason the the, the way it's posed. It makes me think of. How many people have poor relationships to food where it's almost like, hey, if you could have sex with as many people as you want and your girlfriend would never find out and there'd be no consequences, you know, who would you like? Okay, the only reason why I don't eat this kind of food is not even necessarily for the the consequences. Like, I'm fully aware. I actually enjoy the food that I eat because of all the other benefits it gives me. And if I want to have a donut or a burger, I'm going to have it. Um, So... 
it's just an interesting question. You know what I mean? It's almost like people feel like they eat healthy, yeah. but it's not what they really want, which isn't true. The truth is you do want to eat healthy. You're just not fully acknowledging that you like the taste of other food, but you don't really want to eat it because you know it's not good for you. And that's okay. I think people confuse that and think, I really want this, but I'm forcing myself to do this. And oh my God, if I had a magic pill or magic wand, then I could do whatever I want and I get caught. Yeah, this just feeds into the punishing yourself sort of mentality in like, uh, same thing with exercises. Like I ate this, so therefore I need to run this amount to be able to burn this off and, you know, pay penance for my sins, you know, and. I think with food, if, if we can step outside of that cycle, like that's everything, like, and that's something we always try and stress, but it, it is one of those things. It's like, if you, if you really want something and it's, it's drawing you, uh, you know, so much to, to go consume it, like you have to evaluate, like, what, what is that? What's that mechanism that's, that's driving you and pulling you so hard to like enjoy this forbidden pleasure, you know? It's the restriction. Yeah. It's the restriction. And it's, what do they say? What you resist persists. It's like, because you've restricted yourself and you act like your own, uh, tyrannical, uh, dictator. So like you separate, because think about it, you do separate yourself. You say, I can't have that. I can't have that. Set, what do you mean you can't? Yeah. You know, of course you can. So it's like you're, you're, you're oppressing yourself. That's how you're viewing it, at least. That's how you're treating it. So it makes that that you know that 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 food even more. Um, what's the word? Even more alluring. Yeah. Even more mysterious. Yeah, and, oh my god! You can't. And it so gives you, it more power. And so you ask questions like this: like, could you imagine without any consequences, like? If I could just do whatever I wanted, like okay, you're you're making it a bigger deal than it is, and part of it is because you're you're viewing food in a way that's probably not ideal or healthy. This person hates this answer. I was just gonna way. say yeah. so <laughs> they want Beth, like now pizza. That, and, Beth, you know. now that we're done lecturing you, yeah, I'm gonna I'll give you what a just a crazy day of you. Which by the way, I've done this before. So if I really wanted to, I too would do this, but. Uh, I would start my morning off with a a stack of pancakes smothered with peanut butter and syrup, and then I would have a biscuits and gravy to wash that down. And then for Ooh. for lunch, <laughs> I would that. have a burger and fries for sure. And then dinner, it would be a biscuit or it would be a brisket with uh, mashed potatoes and then red velvet cake for dessert. Ooh. That's mm. just wow. Okay, so we're gonna be real here. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the rabbit hole, huh? <laughs> Pizza. Totally do like a Belgian waffle with like nothing but like a ton of butter on top, you know, and just drizzle the shit out of it with syrup and, uh, you know, wash that down with a huge coffee. Uh, and then we're going to go for lunch. I'm going to have like a tri-tip sandwich from that place in, in San Luis Obispo. Uh, add some cheese in there though. They they never have cheese in it. I don't know why. <laughs> that doesn't make uh, any sense. They should have cheese in there. They should, right? Tri tip sandwich. I don't put cheese on my. They, no, they they usually don't. Which I, I'm okay with it, but it it would just enhance it. Is all. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Try, <laughs> everything, that, try it. Out. Everything is better. It with just cheese. enhances it. Everything is better. Cheese, with cheese. or bacon. Those are like your enhancers. We're gonna make you a T-shirt that says that. Everything's yeah, better with yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, for dinner, <laughs> probably a deep dish pizza from uh Chicago. Duh. Like, that's, like that would kill me. That whole day, I think I would, I would have to. I don't know. Recover yeah. from, Let me think. If month. I could eat anything with no consequences, uh, the hearts of my enemies—that'd be awesome. 
Yeah. Does it have a consequence? <laughs> Probably <laughs> ice cream or dairy related, I would think. You know, um, you got to miss dairy sometimes. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, to be quite honest. Um, I, I mean, pizza. I really enjoy pizza quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I learned a long time ago, like the like the wanting is actually more than the having. Do you remember? Do you guys remember the first time you of learned course, that? Where you're like, oh my god, I want to have that food. So that's then you part have of it, the, like, eh, that's part of the swing. I don't that, even like candy, dude. That's part like of the swing that you guys uh, that you have been through, which makes it difficult to answer a question like this, is because you've gone through this whole phase of being able to intuitively intuitively eat for so long that you have now connected the dots to so many other things than just the pleasure of the of the food so it's yeah, hard so i value so it because, for so many other right, things right so since you've done such a good job it's actually very hard to like i wouldn't i just named all those things off but you really, can have those all now if you want right yeah. and i and but i wouldn't because i also know what my sleep would look like that night, exactly. I know, and I know she's saying without all the consequences. I get that, but it's too late now. We've already made the connections of how good eating well makes you feel. Not only that, but now that you know that and we've made that connection, right? Do you not imagine if you ate every day with no consequences? Would you still throw days in with lots of vegetables and healthy foods? I would because now I enjoy them differently. Yeah. I enjoy them now. I've already created those connections. You know what I'm saying? I remember when 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 Justin went carnivore, you, the the thing that he continued to he, every day he would come in on carnivore talk about how much he craved vegetables. Yeah. Of yeah. all the things that he, he wasn't eating, yeah. vegetables is what he craved the most, which was hilarious. It, yeah, it was funny, but it was true. Like I, I literally every day, like I would, I would just think about it. I started to dream about it even, just because it, I guess it was because it was so restrictive. You know, it was like I knew it was just meat, and it was like it's one of those things that started out kind of great, but then it just, oh man, like just having one thing, I could not, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. Also check us out on Instagram. We all have our, our own individual pages. You can find Justin at mind pump, Justin, you can find me at mind pump, Sal, and you can find Adam at mind pump, Adam. Thank you for listening to mind pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>